0: everybody, welcome to the latest edition of Bali. I'm Carolyn April, and as always, I'm looking for my good friend Seth Robinson. Seth! Hey, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Looking yeah. forward to the weekend. Yeah, we're getting a little summer burst here uh, in late September, so it's going to be a, a summery temps all, all weekend long, and uh, you know I like summer, so I'm kind of excited to have a little break before the cold weather is definitely going to descend on us permanently soon. Are your uh, colors changing yet? Yeah, they're starting to, but it's we got a couple more weeks till so it's going to be peak. And then all the people will descend on you. Yeah, we'll have the yeah, the, the leaf peepers yeah. as, as they're called here. Um, yeah, they'll all descend. The tour buses, all of that comes rolling through town and uh, and up north. I'm sure up north. So further I'm in southern New Hampshire, so up in in northern New Hampshire and northern Vermont right now, I'm sure the colors are almost peak. Mm. And then and it makes its way down but yeah it gets pretty i like this time of the year all the farm stands around here have the pumpkins out and it's you know it's nice
1: i was in utah last weekend to visit kate who we've had on the podcast before my daughter and uh they weren't quite changing it and i feel like i missed it by like a week or two i think they're probably because i know their temperatures dropped quite a bit this week and i i'm guessing that it's gonna happen almost overnight and a lot of a lot of fall activity there, but when I was out there, it still kind of felt like the end of summer.
0: Yeah, uh, it it teases around here. Sometimes, you know, in October around Columbus Day, we can have like a, an Indian Indian summer, and you've got you know you get like a stretch of three or four days that are in the high eighties. But at night, it's cold. It's
1: I know cold you stuff. like your summer weather. I'm always ready for it to be over. I'm like,
0: let's <laughs> let, let's get get on with
1: fall. Bring it on. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, when you have to sh- do uh, snow shoveling in the winter, I'll, I'll revisit that with you.
1: I've got children to do that for me.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good for you. I've never been able to convince mine, but uh, we don't have too much shoveling to do. Our driveway's too long, so we have to have somebody plow it. Yeah. 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 Otherwise, it would be like a three-day adventure trying to just clear all the snow. But. Well,
1: so uh about today. Yeah, the last week was the announcement of the new iPhone and mm-hmm. I I know how you like to stay glued to your computer and watch those keynotes, but uh you were traveling last week so you probably didn't get a chance to do that, right?
0: I did not. No, I saw a few headlines and I know that supposedly it's a battery life thing, but uh that's the the big new feature.
1: Um Yeah, it's it's interesting cuz I you know, the, one of the um, kind of sub-threads that I think ha- that has popped up over the past few years—not just around Apple's announcements, but you know, Google as well, and some of the, Samsung maybe—that try to announce these new phones—is um, people are saying this isn't a big deal anymore. Uh, and and I think I felt that. You know, I used to kind of watch the keynotes and try to find all the features or whatever, but I I missed it too, and I wasn't really even all that anxious to to go check it out because. I just don't think that the features are really increasing that dramatically you know a lot of improvement in the camera if you're into that type of thing the battery like you mentioned but in terms of things that are going to change you know your day-to-day how you use the phone i just don't think there's that much and i think a lot of people are feeling that um and it kind of made me think about how we have talked about mobility and especially enterprise mobility that you know, if, if I as a consumer used to look at, you know, these new iPhones and they'd come out and they'd be, you know, bigger or, you know, have massive changes, uh, and now I look at it and I view it a little bit differently. I, I don't think about, you know, do I have to get this phone? I, I'm, I'm thinking about how is, how is a new phone going to work into everything that I'm doing with technology? And I think something similar happened with, with enterprise mobility too. So I know... A few years ago, we would talk about cloud and mobility as the two big items that were driving changes in IT, Uh, and cloud has kind of stuck around. People still talk about cloud computing a fair amount and what they're doing in terms of migration and integration, but we don't talk about enterprise mobility nearly as much. Uh, And I, I think part of the reason is when we started talking about enterprise mobility, it was really focused on the device level, just managing those devices. Uh, and I'm not sure how much that part of it was actually a, a demand for companies. And I know you've got a lot more experience than I do on understanding what like, managed service providers are doing and, and how they might have been managing devices and, and why that might not have translated into the mobile world, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think MSPs, I agree with you. You know, mo- mobility as a hot topic has kind of fallen off the map. I mean, we used to field mobility studies here at um, in our little group here at Re- in, Com- in Comptia, and I don't know, remember the last time we did one, but it's been they've been shelved. We haven't done those in a while, um, but I don't think it's a topic that that should go away. As far as managed service providers go, um, I mean they do have to do device management. That's that that is something. Uh, how how much beyond that they do is kind of questionable, like when you get to the application level. I'm not sure how much management of the mo- mobile devices on the software side is, is actually happening. It may just be more of, um, more on the hardware side just to manage those devices and, and, and especially from a security perspective, they get lost. I think that was probably the one thing. Um, but yeah, you're right, it's, um, it, it's just a topic that seems to have kind of fizzled and yet, here we are, most average users walking around with a the laptop, they've got a, a smartphone. I see tablet usage is really kind of dropped, at least anecdotally to me. I don't really use mine, and I don't see you with yours much when I do see you, and so, so maybe that one's not quite as, as central anymore, and when I go to conferences, I don't see people as ubiquitously using um, uh, tablets as before, but it's still, you know, given that we talk so much about security and, and so much about integration and so much uh, from a recent study of ours about customer experience, about uh, omni-channel approaches to dealing with customers, which means being able to serve anyone from any device that they, that they want to use and any application on those devices that they want to use, you would think this would be uh, more front and center for both solution providers but also, uh, the you know, the CIO's office
1: yeah i I can understand where mo- the mobility part of it might you know be throwing people off the scent a little bit because like you were saying, if we're talking about the devices, if we're talking about just managing those things. We used to talk a lot about BYOD, you know, is it going to be a mm-hmm. BYOD world or are companies going to provide their own devices? And we we did see some interesting data on that, you know, the last time that we ran a mobility study that it really seemed that the trend was towards companies providing their devices as opposed to getting completely out of that business and just really um, putting the, the burden on the employee and saying you can choose whatever you want and then you're responsible for the maintenance, all of that type of thing. It, it seemed like companies were gravitating towards providing their, their own um, but I, I think that the focus on the device and managing the device and some of the security around it was maybe the wrong focus because a lot of companies were figuring out how to do it on the back end. I know as we were studying this, a lot of companies were saying, it doesn't really matter to me if we provide the device or if someone brings in their device and does it on the network because I'm handling things on the back end so that the systems are secure. And it can kind of be accessed through any device, whether you're going through a browser or using a VPN or you know whatever it is, the device itself doesn't matter that much. Uh, but I, I, I think then it became a bigger issue and and not just around mobility, but I think exacerbated by mobility, where I think it was in your latest SMB study that the, the top technical issue that smbs were struggling with was tying it all together is that right Mm
0: -hmm. yeah integration is a big issue big issue
1: yeah so i i think that all along there was kind of this thread of mobility that like yeah we have to get it all tied together but there was so much focus on the device and again you know mdm or like emm type solutions and just purely managing those things uh that maybe people didn't build up the expertise they needed around actually integrating it all together and optimizing things for whatever platform you might be on and and being able to use an application from the desktop to a tablet if you're still using it to a smartphone. You know, again, when I think about my usage, that's what I'm primarily thinking of is, you know, it's nice to have a phone, it's nice to have the laptop. I, I still do use my tablet sometimes, But what I'm really thinking about is the services that I'm using. So if I'm using OneDrive or Dropbox or Slack or whatever it is, I I want to understand how that experience works and changes across the different platforms that I'm using. Um, I'm not so much concerned about the device and how it manages. Um, I'm concerned a lot more about the application layer. And I think that's where companies are too. And... So we don't talk about enterprise mobility because it has this device connotation, but Mm -hmm. I think companies still need the part of it that's around managing the application and integrating it all together.
0: So you would be, so I'm just trying to understand. So this would be, for example, I'm working on a PowerPoint on my desktop or laptop, and that's kind of where I do most of my heavy work. Uh, But I'd like to be able to make a tweak while I'm using my phone. Right before I go do a presentation, now I can see the uh, I can see the PowerPoint on my phone, but I can't interact with it. Um, at least the way I have it set up, and maybe there, maybe I'm missing something here. But is what you what you're saying is that the ability to be able to do the same sort of work on the phone on that particular application as you can on your desktop?
1: Right, right. And and the ability to know how all these pieces work. So to take your, you know, analogy just a little bit further, the way that we work is, you know, we would have our PowerPoints and we usually have them on our Box account. Uh-huh. So if you're doing that work on your desktop, if you're working on that PowerPoint using, you know, that application and then you store it in Box and then you're out on the road and you're on your phone, can you get to Box, get that PowerPoint, open it up and you, you could probably use like Office 365 on your phone, um, where, where that's that's the piece that you might might be missing on your phone. I
0: think I might be missing that. Yeah. And it's
1: it's not nearly as easy as it is you know on the laptop, but you could still do something like if you had to change a typo or something, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, it's it's that whole stack of applications and the knowledge of how to use it, and I, I think that's a really difficult thing to teach because you know you could have like a, a lunch and learn with the IT department about how to use Box, you know, across different platforms and then maybe a, a separate one on like Office 365 or something. But the entire workflow is almost something that an individual or maybe a department kind of has to figure out on their own. Um, and there's a lot of moving pieces to it, right?
0: Yeah, well not to mention now you've got individual departments that are using uh, uh, you know a, a ton of, of cloud-based applications that the IT department may or may not know about. And so um, managing all of that gets even messier, I'd imagine. Um, I, I can see how a company's IT department could figure out the integration mess between, or standardize around whatever the things, everybody in the organization uses X application. This is standard, this is core to our mission. We all are on Box, we're all on, uh, you know, Office. And, and be able to come up with a comprehensive way to integrate all of that across all the devices. But then what about all of these other apps that are in, you know, the individual marketing department, the HR department or whatever that may not pertain to the organization as a whole. Um, that would seem to me to be a chore to make sure that you're able to get all of those uh, things working seamlessly across all of the devices that people are using.
1: Right, right. A lot of it comes down to workflow, which is the thing that we consistently see companies struggling with whether we're talking yes. about cloud computing or mobile devices or data management or maybe even security. You know, what is how is the workflow changing? So again, going back to our example of, you know, the PowerPoint, that's a, an entirely new workflow than what you're used to if you're only working on the desktop. It's great that you've got the capability but there's knowledge there that's, that's needed in order to make that workflow happen. And there could be uh, you know some connections or some other pieces that you need to have. So like you know, you might have box on your phone and like you said, you're able to see it, but then you're not able to edit it. And you might be wondering, you know well what, what do I need in order to edit this? And then, then you, know, is it really on my on my phone or is it saving back? How does that work? Um, I, I think a lot of those questions aren't always clear, especially, in the enterprise space, where all of this stuff has a few more layers wrapped around it than in the consumer space, you know, in terms of resiliency or security. Uh, And it's not always as intuitive uh, how things are tying together. So I think it's a lot about the workflow. And so again, enterprise mobility, might not just be about the mobility, but I think that's the main part that's changing the workflow. Uh, and and so when companies are still struggling with their front end and struggling with employees being productive, uh, there's a lot of help that they need around mobile devices. But it's not the management of that device.
0: No, I get it. I get what you're saying. It sounds like, to me, it's an onboarding thing. So you bring a new employee in, and you take into consideration every device that they're going to be using, and you establish that workflow for how applications are going to move across and be able to be used across all of those devices at the beginning. And I know you will add additional applications as employees are, you know, are existing in your workplace, but it sounds to me like a, like I said, like an onboarding kind of thing. So it's something that's established right at the beginning.
1: Well, that brings up a really interesting point too, because in any company, you're going to have different jobs, uh, different levels of people that, that might get different devices. So in, in one company, you might have some people that get a company provided smartphone and some people that don't get that. And Mm -hmm. so if you've built a workflow you need to understand kind of how that workflow might might look in a couple different scenarios.
0: Yeah, no, agreed. So I'm thinking like in terms of a specialty. So you're say you're a technology provider or you're an IT, you know, in the in an IT department. You know, Where does this fall? You know, you've got your buckets of, of the different functions within an IT organization. Um, you know, where do you think this responsibility falls? In terms of expertise, like is it is it the data person, is it the it is is it uh, the infrastructure person, I and mean, who who do you think wields the most power here in terms of um, getting this done?
1: Yeah, it seems to me like it's mostly an evolution of an infrastructure function, right? Okay. You know, because if you think about what's the end goal of that infrastructure function, it's probably to make people productive um and so i think that this is the same bucket like you're trying to enable productivity across technology tools um and and so the the, the challenge here whatever whichever function you're talking about whether it's infrastructure or data is i think that this workflow component is one that no one's really thought of before uh so if you think about the infrastructure team again, thinking about like tactical IT, like we've described in some of our reports, they're mostly putting the pieces in place and making sure that those pieces operate well. They're not necessarily creating the workflow that enables people to use those pieces as efficiently as possible. But that's what I think we're asking for here today. Um, Again, people understand how to use their phone. They understand how to use a computer. When you bring it into the enterprise space, they might not understand all of the different systems that are involved and how to navigate through those systems in order to get a job done. Uh, and and so I think that that workflow creation almost and then optimization is a piece that IT hasn't typically done. Um, and I could see whether we're talking about a, an external provider uh doing that Mm -hmm. for a company or whether we're talking about internal it people uh i I think that that's a piece that needs to get thought through as you're bringing in more of these pieces whether it's mobile devices or new applications or whatever it is there always has to be this discussion of what's the workflow that will enable this to happen as efficiently as possible
0: yeah i see this as a a big consulting opportunity for uh for channel companies to be able to go in and do that. it's 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 something that you know the um the Accentures and the big system integrators of the world have have done. This is what they have been doing for the enterprise for a long time. but I see this is applicable downstream as well to smaller companies. Workflow and process is the kind of wonky stuff that nobody wants to really get into, but it's really important. As we've seen, I think in a lot of our studies, it's one of the areas where uh, companies will admit that they're falling down, that they don't have good formal process in place they don't have good workflow in place for a lot of the things that they're trying to do and without that you're just you know you're setting yourself up for at least substandard type of um execution and uh, so while it's wonky and maybe makes people's eyes glaze over it's really important stuff
1: I think that's a perfect analogy. I I've been through an ERP implementation before, and it's you know months beyond a year of of planning and putting this thing in place and building new workflow. Uh, you know, and that happens at like a larger company. But now, one thing that we've been saying consistently within the research team is, at the SMB level, which there are tons and tons of them, right? It's it's you know so much of the american economy or the global economy mm-hmm. that uh they've got so many more of these capabilities now and so they can almost kind of construct their own ERP or maybe they could even get an ERP you know from from a cloud provider or something but even without buying a a full ERP system they can bring in a lot more capability but then they have to do this This workflow piece, which you know again is is probably not something that they're considering when they're thinking about the total cost of the the pieces that they're buying,
0: yeah, agreed, so that's where consultants come in, big dollars to be made there hmm. so are you gonna get the new iPhone? that's what I'm wondering
1: yeah i'm uh I'm up for upgrade, so yeah, I think uh I think it's gonna be coming in you know for me it's it's more of a preventive maintenance thing, I think uh what that, that? You know, what does
0: that even mean Seth preventive maintenance it
1: means that like if you if you go beyond you know two couple years with with a phone, the battery's gonna start degrading whatever, and so you can replace the battery, you can do that, whatever, but you know if you. If you just get a new phone, then you don't have to worry about it.
0: So I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah, I know well, that the, that the, happens, the conspira- right? Conspiracy theories about battery life degrading mm-hmm. once the new ones,
1: new phones come out. But. Well, this new one, like you said, is supposed to have. Quite a bit more like the the biggest jump that I think they've they've ever had. So I'll I'll be I've always said I
0: wish somebody would stop and you know, these all this talk about emerging tech and AI and VR and all this funky stuff that everyone's doing. If someone would just come up with a way for battery life to be exponentially more than it is now, which seems really simple. I think that would be the biggest thing that could would happen in in the tech industry for this year, next year, the year after. Seriously. Yeah. Little Little stuff like that.
1: I'll uh, I'll talk to some of my chemical engineering friends about that. See if we yeah, can yeah
0: these the little lithium people build better batteries. <laughs> Excellent. Well, this was a good topic, and you know this isn't my uh, this isn't my wheelhouse, but I like chatting about technology like this sometimes, and uh, it was good to good to talk about this. I think it's an important topic, and um and one that uh, doesn't get enough coverage
1: yeah i know and we uh, especially on a topic like this we tend to come at it from different angles so it's always good to get some perspective there and i mean speaking of which
0: are are you going to get the new iphone i forget what yeah i don't think well my screen is cracked on my current one so i'm wondering if i I don't know when the last time i got it I, i don't think i'm up for an upgrade i'm holding on to this one with dear for dear life at the moment but uh um i you know I'm not that person that waits in line late like, for hours to get a new phone. It's not that important to me. No, no. And and I have never been able to discern these 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 advancements in camera uh, that people rave about. I'm like, I don't know. My pictures look the same. I I, I I guess that's just a blind spot for me that I don't that I don't see the big changes in camera. Uh, performance or whatever. Um, so you But know, the new colors. I mean I know you're all about that. You're gonna be oh, yeah, yeah I can barely see new colors differentiation. You know that. So <laughs> so I'll wait, but if for some reason the our IT department if they're listening says oh Carolyn's up for an upgrade, of course I'll take the phone. So Sure. Sure. Of course. All
1: right, all right well have a great weekend.
0: A, yes, I'm looking forward to a good weekend. I hope you are as well.
1: I am I am and I will talk
0: to you next time. Sounds good. All right. Later. Bye.